What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, hello. Uh, It's day 53 in our journey through Hebrews. Uh, We are working under the theme that, uh, that Christ is greater. Uh, Hebrews, most likely a Jew, written to a Jewish audience uh, around the theme really of encouraging and compelling uh, the born-again Jews and really to hold on to this new covenant and and the revelation from God. Again, we have to remember uh, to put ourselves in their shoes and understand what a great leap of faith uh, really this new covenant is and and that has really landed on their conscience. You know, grown adults don't change easily and certainly when it comes to their faith heritage, even though it was prophesied by God's word centuries before, uh, you know, the writers are really propping up their faith by clear presentation of what Christ has done and completed in their salvation. Well, I'm Ray Moss. I'm, I'm one of the pastors at New Vision. Uh, today's reading will be four verses from chapter 13, 7 through 10. I'll be reading from the ESV today. Uh, this is the last chapter of Hebrews, and that, that is important as well. Like any letter, we tend to repeat the more important facts as we as we close out the letter. Uh, so Hebrews 13, 7 through 10, Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent or the tabernacle have no right to eat. Well, the very first verse, he says, remember your leaders, verse 7. You know, can God speak to us directly uh, without leaders? Absolutely. God can do whatever he wants to. But you know, the pattern we see most often in Scripture is that God speaks to us through his word and those who are equipped with a spiritual gift of teaching and leading. You know, I I can't think of anything major in my life, whether it was a calling to ministry, a calling to a church or an organization, that God didn't use fellow believers in that process. Even more so, my growth as a believer has come from being under the influence and presence of godly men and women. Christianity and, and the growing process has never been a solo act for me and really for anybody else. Uh, the writer is reminding them of those leaders who spoke true to them and helped lead them to Christ. I'll, I'll be 69 here in a few weeks, so I've had countless men and women in my life that have impacted me to understand my relationship and salvation in Christ. Those, those individuals not only spoke it, but lived it out. The daily, you know, this daily flood of information we get from all types of media and books can be overwhelming and, and really sometimes distracting from the foundation that was given to us by these godly leaders. More than ever, we need to cling to those leaders and remember their words and lives rather than the standards we see in our culture. Like the Hebrews, we need to not only be thankful for those leaders, but remember their lives. Then he says, not only follow those leaders and remember those leaders, but consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Remember them, but we also examine the fruit of their lives or the way of their life. 
if it's if it's really a Christ life, then then we are to imitate it. You know, outcomes of a leader can be performed. Uh, what they are in public is not always what is real in their heart. Paul has warned us many times to be careful of those who look good on the outside, but their hearts have not changed. To the Ephesian elders, he says uh, in Acts 20, I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. From among your own selves, men will arise, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. I, I love this quote from Martin Lloyd-Jones. One of the ways in which I show I am filled with the Spirit is not so much that I go into ecstasies and manifest certain phenomena. It is the way I behave toward my wife when I'm at home. Paul said this uh, in other letters, uh, imitate me. Seven times in his letters and in John's we see this theme. Second Thessalonians 3.9 We did this not because we, do, we don't have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. But then uh, verse 8, we, we gets into this false teachers. Uh, verse 8 gives a, really a, a short test for these leaders, what they say about Christ. Is it the same yesterday and day forever? In other words, be careful about the new teachings that don't measure up to God's truth. The truth of Christ never changes. Yes, our language and methods change, but the truth of salvation will never change. The leaders we imitate model this. Is really what the Scripture is saying. Verse 9, And don't be carried away by diverse and strange teachings. Teaching that creates division is not familiar with the gospel as you were taught, taught early on. Uh, you know, this passage really parallels Galatians so closely, where Paul even uses uh, name-calling, uh, if you want to call it that. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? The diversion or strange teaching most likely will always involve some type of legalism. The writer says it's good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which really have no benefit. And this is, this is clearly the writer seeing the Hebrews going back to what was familiar and really more in their control. And that's the essence of legalism. It puts me, or what Paul call, will call the flesh, it puts us in control. I do this and I get this from God. It looks more like a contract rather than a covenant. You know, legalism is going back to Egypt, going back to what is familiar. Jews were used to having religious regulation for everything, and it was hard for them to adjust uh, to this new freedom in Christ. The writer says this type teaching is strange to the gospel of grace. And then in verse 10, we, it says, We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. Now, this verse has several interpretations, so I have to admit that what I'm about to say may certainly be interpreted somewhat different. The writer is bringing up instruments of the Old Covenant, the altar uh, and the tabernacle. So we have to remember what those two instruments meant to the Jew. The tabernacle was God's house. He dwelled there and they came there to sacrifice and those sacrifices were done by a priest on the altar. The writer is saying we have an altar where the sacrifice was once and forever completed. No more sacrifices is needed, What is said, which is what is said earlier, earlier in Hebrews. This is clearly the work of Christ. Those who ministered at the tabernacle in the uh, at the altar in the tabernacle cannot eat at this table. 
the work is completed in Christ. They have no right to eat because Christ is the great high priest. Now, tomorrow's podcast will cover more of this theme, so I won't go into it anymore. Uh, but this, this is a message that has really reverberated throughout the centuries in Christianity. It's why Paul wrote over and over again, as well as, as he may have written here as well, our salvation is by grace. It is unconditional love by our God who, lo- who is in love with us, <laughs> who is love. No other sacrifice, no other food, no other ceremony can do what Christ Jesus did on the cross. You know, our hearts will be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is with no benefit to those who do so. Well, in conclusion, just a couple of things. Remember, uh, he's, he's really saying, remember and be thankful for those leaders and mentors that taught you about the grace of God. They taught it and they lived it out. And don't be fooled into believing gospel is nothing more than a warmed-over man's-centered legalism. You know, here's, here's my challenge for you today. Think about a person, could be a layman or a pastor who has influenced your life to understand and grow in Christ. Take out an old-fashioned note card and envelope. Write them a handwritten note of thanks. Believe me, it will encourage them, and you'll be reminded also of their impact in your life. Well, Father, thank you again for encouraging us as believers. We're thankful for those who have imparted the truth of gospel of grace into our lives. Uh, Give us the discernment, Father, and the conviction to minister at your altar, which is Christ Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, guys, please know you're just a phone call or text message away from answering any questions about our ministries, as well as personal counseling. You can call or text NEXT to 615 25 steps at 615 25 steps thank you for listening today thank you for joining us today for the new vision podcast we hope that you have heard a word from the lord and that you can better walk today in light of god's word to find out more information about new vision we would love for you to follow us on instagram at new vision life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com and as always we look forward to seeing you tomorrow